Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Tell your neighbor, keep the faith. Tell your neighbor, keep the faith. Turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, verse number 7. Say, I will keep the faith. 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, verse number 7. The Bible says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I know this scripture is usually read when those who have kept the faith have gone to be with the Lord. We are not about that this morning. But at the end of our lives, it must be known and it must be said about us that we have kept the faith. We have kept the faith. Now, we have already established that Christianity is referred to as the faith. Somebody say the faith. In the Bible, Christianity is referred to as the faith. The fact that you are Christian, you need to know that you have a faith. Hallelujah. And as Christians, we are those who have that faith. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is and what he has done. Now we have received this faith by hearing. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. God has sent others our way to preach the gospel to us, to expose us to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to expose us to this gospel so that we can hear it. And after hearing it, then our faith came. Somebody preached to us so that our faith can come. We received our faith by hearing somebody preaching the gospel. So it is important that whatever chance that you get, you must preach the gospel. Any chance that you get, if you have someone that likes you, that wants to have coffee with you, preach the gospel. If there's someone who wants to be your friend, preach the gospel. Any chance you get during break at work, preach the gospel. If there's any chance that is presented to you to meet an unbeliever preach the gospel because faith comes by hearing and hearing somebody preaching the gospel the reason why you were saved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light it is because somebody obeyed the instruction to preach the gospel hallelujah so now an army whatever chance that we get we must make sure that we preach the gospel so that somebody's faith can come as well because faith comes by hearing. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter number 24, verse number 24, it says, and after some days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Jesus Christ. 
Galatians chapter number 1, verse number 23 also says, but they were hearing only, he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. So, so, so Paul here was doing what I was urging all of us to do. He was preached to and his faith came and then he went about preaching to others so that their faith can come as well. So he was preaching the faith that he at some point tried to destroy. Don't be ashamed to preach to those who, who, to whom you actually said you will never be a believer. Because sometimes when things are nice out there, there are things that we say that hold us back. But I want you to know that just like Paul, once you are saved, you are a new creature. Whether others believe it or they don't, preach the gospel. It doesn't matter who knows you for what. Now you are saved. Now you are sanctified. Now you are a child of God. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. And it is the new that you are now able to stand before men and preach to them. The Bible says they, they said the same Paul, the same Saul, who was busy destroying this faith, is now the one who's preaching this faith. So you will not be the first one to say I've changed. I've changed my mind. I've repented. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And somebody needs to hear from you. Hallelujah. Now, as much as faith comes by hearing, it can also live by hearing. You can turn away from your faith just by hearing something that is against your faith. What does this mean to us? It means that we need to guard by all means, what we hear. Fundisi once taught us about the gates to our souls. Even the hearing, even an ear, is a gate to your soul. So when faith comes by hearing, faith can also live by hearing. Don't tell yourself that you are now very much matured, you can listen to anything. Because you can easily turn away from your faith by hearing. Because after we have heard the gospel being preached to us and we have, we have received the faith, there are many other things that we will hear. They are always there. They are always available. And now in our days, there is even the internet. At the click of a button, you can hear something that can turn your faith away, that can turn your faith around. And you can find yourself having a distorted belief be a belief system that you did not apply for, but it is because of what you have heard. So once we have heard and have received the faith through hearing, then we can also uh, hear so many other things that are either contrary to the gospel or contrary to the faith that we profess. Somebody say amen. amen. So now there are many other things that we will hear and those things will oppose our faith so that we can then turn away from our faith because the end goal that the enemy has is so that he can turn us away from our faith. And some of these things that we can hear, we are going to list them here and we are going to discuss them briefly 
and uh, it's just some of them. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will reveal even more to us, even as we study and even as we are being taught this word this morning. So the forces of um, uh, the forces or the evil that tries to stand against those who are preaching the gospel. The forces that are resisting or standing against those who are preaching the gospel. So in other words, there are people and there are forces. Number one, it is the enemy himself. He, he is the one who is the enemy of the gospel. He is the enemy of our faith. He wants us to turn away from our faith. There are those who are also used by him to resist those who are preaching the true gospel. And we must know that as soon as we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the enemy is not going to be our friend. As soon as we preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ, when we cause people to hear the true faith that they are supposed to be established in, the enemy is not going to be happy about that and therefore he will send people. That is why when you are preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ, you will see that there will be many people just opposing you for no reason. You are wondering to yourself, what did I do to this person? No, this person uh, 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 does not need a reason to oppose you except that you are preaching the true gospel. So there will always be forces that are standing against the people of God who are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because the enemy does not want people to be saved. The enemy does not want people to be established in the faith and therefore he will always try and put people or even forces that are going to resist us when we are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. For an example, the enemy will always raise up false prophets. Just so that when we try and come with the true gospel of Jesus Christ, people of God are tired. Aye, amen. Don't pretend as if you've never heard false prophets. There are false prophets out there. They go out and they manipulate the people of God. And you will hear someone say, I, don't tell me anything about salvation. I don't want to hear anything about salvation. Why? Because they were exposed to those who are actually being used by the enemy to resist the gospel preachers who are real and authentic. Hallelujah. And listen to what the Bible says in the book of Acts. Chapter number 13, verse number 4, it says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they, uh, they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Verse number 6 says, Now when they had gone through the island to perforce, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus. So, in the but it's not the real one. Opposing the real. Who was with the uh, proconsul, the Sergius and Paulus, as intelligent men? 
This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Eliamas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So this false prophet, this sorcerer, then tried to turn Barnabas and Saul away so that then they do not preach the true faith to this man. There will always be oppositions. There will always be something that looks like it that others are using so that they can oppose those who are preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Number two, the preaching of another gospel, especially a gospel that is mixed with the doctrine of men. So there are those who will then preach another gospel so that people can have an option. That is the enemy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the enemy that withstand us when we try to cause people to hear the gospel so that their faith may come. Galatians chapter number one, verse number eight says, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. So in other words, as we said that we can turn away from our faith, even us who preach the gospel, we can turn away from our faith. And therefore it is important that each and every believer must know and be steadfast in the faith that they have received. Just so that even if we turn around and we teach you something that is contrary to what we have already taught you, which is the, tr which is the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that then your faith came, then you must even turn away from such. Anyone who preaches the gospel that is contrary to the gospel that has already been laid uh, by Jesus Christ himself, you must turn away from such. Somebody say amen. amen. If we preach any, any other than what we have already taught you, what we have already preached to you, he says, let them be accursed. Number three, deception. Deception. These are the things that we can hear that can cause our faith to turn away. We can hear those who are opposing the preaching of the gospel, the forces that are opposing the, pre the preaching of the gospel. We can hear those who are preaching another gospel that is mixed with the doctrine of men. Number three, deception. We can hear things that are deceiving and they can cause us to turn away from our faith. The word deception means the act of causing someone to accept as true what is false or valid what is invalid. The act of causing someone to accept as true what is false or valid what is invalid. So in other words, we can be deceived by what we hear. And instead of us 
cultivating our faith, we can turn away from the faith that we profess. We can turn away from the faith that was preached to us so that then we can become Christians, so that then we can become the children of God. We can be caused to believe a lie as though it is true. Because there are people who are very much eloquent. There are people who are very much intelligent. They will come and give you intelligent words and speak to you and twist you with intelligent words only to find that they are causing you to turn away from your faith. Other people can be passionate, but very passionately wrong. Other people can be uh, uh, very much sincere, but sincerely wrong. Other people can be very much eloquent, but they can cause you to turn away from your faith because you, you, you are busy falling in love with the way that they speak, the way that they are presenting their case, only to find that their case has got nothing to do with the faith that we profess. And they can deceive us to accept as true that which is false. To accept as valid that which is invalid. Because sometimes we fall in love with personalities. And forget about the doctrine. But if we are going to keep our faith, we need to even scrutinize the doctrine. After the eloquence, after the powerful English, after the big voice, we need to scrutinize the doctrine. If we are to keep our faith, we need to guard against deception because there are those who have already been deceived and they want to deceive others. They are always out there trying to talk to anyone who can care to listen. And if you give them attention, they can then also deceive you because they believe their own deception. They are going to be very passionate about it because they believe it. Because sometimes you can even believe your own lie. Deception. Causing someone to accept as true what is false. We can also be caused to accept what is, what is false as true. And what is invalid as valid. We need to guard against that. Timothy First Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So in other words, instead of giving heed to the true doctrine that has already been laid to the teachers, the true teachers that God has placed in our lives, then we can then depart from the faith by taking heed to the deceiving spirit and the doctrines that are there. Somebody say amen. amen. Number four, it is greed. Greed. And this is simply being willing to do for money what we are not willing to do for God. This can cost us to turn away from our faith. We need to guard against greed. Tell ourselves that God has blessed me with what I have and it's not going to take his place in my heart. Because the more we get blessed, the more we want more. I don't know about you, but 
Each time God blesses you and you have a certain amount that maybe you've never experienced before. Maybe there was a long drought. Somebody say long drought. Maybe there was a long drought and then God comes through and God blesses you financially. And you go and you do something that you love with all of your heart that you have not done in a very long time. It feels so good in such a way that you want to have that feeling again. You want to have it over and over and over again. This can also cause us to develop greed in our hearts. We need to be content with what we have. And if it's not there, the one who brought it in the first place is going to bring it again. We need to continue with our lives trusting God and believing God that God knows what I need and he's going to come and, and provide for me. But then the spirit of greed, when it grips us, we can do whatever it takes to get that feeling again. There are those who are addicted to money. Instead of being addicted to God. Being willing to do for money what you wouldn't do for God. There are those who wouldn't even come for a whole night prayer. But guess what shift they work at, 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 at work? What an example. So you mean sometimes and yet But each time it's cutting out to see a No, 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 no. Come on, Mamfun. You see, it's time to go. We have things to do and people to see. We have places to go and people to see. You must wrap up. Let's finish this. Why? Because we are willing to do for money what we are not willing to do for God. Greed can cause us to turn away from our faith. And the more we, we, we go without the presence of the Lord, we go without church, we go without all of the things that we are supposed to do as believers to keep our faith. The more we don't put value on those things, the more we turn away from our faith. Because the more, then greed will grow in our hearts. And then the next thing, whatever it is that you can, you, that, that you can be offered to do so that then you can be sorted in life that is contrary to the faith that you profess, you will take because you have turned away from the faith. May you never turn away from the faith. First Timothy chapter number 6, verse number 10. The Bible says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Number five, a generation that does not want to hear the truth. A generation that does not want the truth. We can hear the voices of a generation that does not want the truth. And then we can turn away from the faith. We can turn away from the true faith. We can turn away from preaching 
the gospel that brings about true faith. Why? Because we are listening to the generation that does not want the truth. Yes, the methods can change how we deliver the gospel, how we teach the faith, but the faith itself must not change. The gospel itself must not change. We must not listen to those who want to hear only what they want to hear. Some of us, even as those who are teaching the, 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ, even those who are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are, we are held ransom by a generation that wants us to be addicted to the, to the hand claps. We want, they want us to be addicted to the likes. They want us to be addicted to the positive comments in such a way that they are then going to say, I will withhold my like or my positive comment or my applause because you did not say what I wanted you to say. And we can easily be trapped in even wanting to say what they want us to say so that they can clap hands for us. But I am, I, am, I, I am here to talk to a people who are going to preach the gospel undiluted, who are going to never worry about what is, is louder, about who says what. But the faith that we profess is the faith that we are going to preach. The faith that was preached to us and then the faith came. The gospel that was preached to us and our faith came is the exact gospel that we are going to give to others so that their faith can come. We are not going to entice them with the words that are going to help to cause them to like us or to love us or to be for us, but we are going to preach the gospel that was preached to us so that our faith came. Their faith, that's how their faith is going to come. There's a generation that wants to hear nice things. But even the death of Jesus Christ was not nice. And if we are addicted to nice things, we might not see heaven. We might be compromised if we are addicted to being liked. A generation that does not want the truth. God warned us about a generation that does not want the truth. And if we are going to preach the gospel and also try and please people and please the generation that does not want the truth and then we are going to twist the truth. Remember I said earlier on, there is no need for us to say we won't change the method. We can change the method, but we are not going to change the essence of the gospel. We are not going to change the essence of the faith that we profess. We can even be online, just like some of the Pinoni campus members are online. It's a good thing. It's a new generation way of, of reaching others. But we are not going to compromise the faith itself. We can preach it in a manner that will reach others in a, because it, 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 was, it was not like that before. We can have innovative ways of reaching a generation. But we are not going to be told 
by those who do not know what the gospel is about, how to preach the gospel to them. We are going to give them the gospel that Jesus died for. We are going to give them the faith that Jesus died for and they are going to accept it as it is. We are not going to hear from them what we are supposed to say about something they know nothing about. Hallelujah. Now everyone has a platform. Mount a phone, you can just be deceived in your head and take a selfie ring and put your phone and press record and speak your deception. And if we who have the true gospel of Jesus Christ, who know what it has done for us, who have walked it, who have done it, who have accepted it, are quiet. Somebody say, preach the gospel. Otherwise, the generation that wants to hear what their itching ears want to hear is going to swallow us. And all that we are going to tell them is that come to church because church is nice. Come to Jesus because Jesus is going to do you good. Come to Jesus because it's cool, because it's all that, because it's nice. You're, you're, you, you are a Jesus girl. Before a Jesus girl, there's the blood. Before a real to church and from church, there's the blood. Somebody died at the cross of Calvary. Just so that we can be reconciled back to God. Not so that we can have selfies. Not so that we can have situations right now. Because at some point, situation right now will not open the gates of heaven for us. A situation that will happen is a situation that we will not even want to record one day. If we don't correct. Yes, the situation right now is beautiful. A selfie is beautiful. We love it. A Jesus girl I love. I'm also one of them. However, there's the blood before a Jesus girl. Hashtag the blood before hashtag the Jesus girl. A generation that does not want the truth. Generation that says, Fundis, you are, you, 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 the, the sermon was just not good for my mental health. We are not here for your mental health. We are here for your spirit. We are here for your soul. Because once your soul is in the right place, your mental health will be in the right place. Yes, quote me. Coach me, tell them I said that. Once your soul receives salvation, after you have received the faith, then your mental health will be in place. Do we never ever get anxious? Do we never ever get down and depressed? We do, but we don't stay there. Why? Because we know who we are and we know whose we are and there's the blood that is busy speaking for us it doesn't matter what the enemy says in our heads there is a louder voice which is the word of God that speaks louder than any negative thoughts what are you talking about the word of God is not good for your mental health because it did not make you feel good it challenged your sin Every 
is true. And breathe by the Spirit of God. Everything in the Bible is holy. I'm not against you. I'm against the one who is against you. And I don't want you to embrace someone who is against you. Because all that he wants is he wants you to think that you are his friend. That he is your friend. He's your greatest enemy. No matter how good he can make you feel at some point. The someone was not good for my mental health. I went home thinking I'm a sinner. You are a sinner. You are a sinner. You are a sinner. You are a sinner. And there is the blood that, is, that was shed at Calvary so that that sin may be taken away. So the enemy wants you to stay with that sin so that then he can always cause you to be condemned each and every day. Now that's not good for your mental health. Now it's the sin that's not good for your mental health. Because it will cushion you, cushion you, and then condemn you at some point. And when you are condemned, you will sit and not sleep at night and feel worthless. And feel as though, you, let me tell you something. When you feel not enough, it's not the will of God. The Bible says I am complete in Christ. How do I become complete in Christ? I need my sins forgiven. Then I will be complete in Christ. So each time that feeling of not being enough or of being inadequate comes in your mental health. Then you counter it with the fact that my sins are forgiven. I am complete in Christ. I may not be complete in what you are showing me right now, but I am complete in Christ. I may not be complete in what you are saying to me right now, but I am complete in Christ. So now that is what is good for your mental health. A generation that does not want to hear the truth. Each time that pastor speaks, it's as if he is shouting at us. Why are you shouting? Yeah, the, the devil that needs to come out. Get out, devil. Leave our children alone. Get out. Leave our teenagers alone. Get out. Leave our babies alone. Get out. Leave our young adults alone. Get out. Get out, devil. Why are, why are we shouting? We are making it uncomfortable for the enemy. I don't know about you, Minama. Um, sing and go tant. I want to manga and get some sing to an agla leg of soak. Velengoos and can't as a category. I want your contact in your tant in Pelagota. I'm so joy, like a conjuvas and cool. Goba, go, 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 velago, go, 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 be uncomfortable. But Besson Chablis will say, but my spirit is happy. Eh? So when we are making noise, we are clapping our hands. We are shouting. We are running up and down. We are declaring. We are jumping up and down. 
We are making it uncomfortable for the devil himself. We are making it uncomfortable for the enemy. We are saying this is our territory and you are not allowed here. That is what we are saying and that one is good for your mental health. It's good for your mental health. I don't know, I don't know, but somehow. Listen, listen, listen. Book, 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 book. Second Timothy 4 verse 1 says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Somebody say, preach the word. Preach the word. I charge you before God himself and before Christ Jesus. Preach the word. Do not dilute it. Preach the word. Do not even go from the left or from the right. Preach the word. Don't worry about who likes you and who does not like you. Preach the word. Don't worry about who approves of you and who does not. Preach the word. He says, preach the word. Be ready. In season and out of season. And then it advises us. It says, so it says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. And then it says, convince. 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 It says, rebuke. But now when we rebuke, they leave the church. When we rebuke, they, they write on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. They say, I will not mention names. And yet everyone can see from your timeline which church you go to. But I'm not going to mention any names. But there is this church that I used to go to. your name and say we won't mention names and they mention the name preach the word preach the word preach the word that is what caused us to be free from our sins that is what caused us to be able to be taken from the kingdom of darkness and installed in the kingdom of our God that is our ticket to heaven that is what caused us to be confident in the fact that when we die, because any and every one of us, at some point, they will have to come face to face with death. And when you come face to face with death, there is no way that you can go back and say, if only I listened to those who preached the word. There is no way, and therefore we cannot water down the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no way that we can say, because we want people to love us, that we are going to water down the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to convince. We are going to convince. We are going to convince. We will convince you to say that you must follow Jesus and Jesus alone. We will convince you. We will convince you. Preach the word. Convince. 
Rebuke. Why am I rebuking? So that you don't go to hell. In other words, I'm helping you. Yes, you are comfortable in what you are doing right now. But if I don't rebuke you, then I will have to stand before God. Because God trusted me to rebuke through the scriptures. Not with my own understanding. Not with my own preferences. Because there are others who prefer certain things. And then they rebuke not based on scripture. I'm not talking about that. People who will tell you don't wear pants or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying it's wrong. But don't rebuke me if I prefer to wear my pants. Because it has got nothing to do with the gospel. But everything else that has to do with the gospel, we will rebuke. It says convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come. So why must we do this with all long suffering? Even if things are not going our way, even if people are talking against us, even if uh, the generation does not want to listen to what we have to say, with long suffering, continue in teaching. Why must we do that? Because in verse number three, the Bible says, for the time will come, and I believe that that time is now, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. That's what it was when I said, Tanda when, was I when I was judging when, was I when I was telling you what is wrong, was I when I was rebuking, was I when I was telling you this is not right, this is not the gospel, this is not supposed to be done this way. So was I when now from today onwards, you are my teacher. To hear what their itching ears want to hear. The Bible says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, false doctrines, whatever that makes them happy. Imagine, imagine, imagine being happy to hell. Let us stand. Keep the faith. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.